Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe, and today I have a returning guest, the amazing Elena Danan, author, shaman, archaeologist, and emissary for the Galactic Federation of Worlds. How are you doing, Elena? I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me again. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure to have you back on and to answer some more questions. And I wonder if we could kick off um, with the recent conference, the Galactic Spiritual Informers Conference that you went to. If you could tell a little bit about that, the energy people there and what was talked about well it was quite an extraordinary conference it was about disclosure and a lot of people were brought together um alex collier it was his last conference in public mm -hmm. uh, he was given an award a life mm -hmm. achievement award it was quite emotional um there was myself, there was uh, Jean-Charles Moyen, Brad Olson, Michael Sala, Tony Rodriguez, and a lot of other names of disclosure. It was quite impressive. And we gave our latest updates. We spoke about things we cannot really speak, you know, on YouTube and things like that. And it was more free. And um, what has happened there? It's something very special happened because we were all together and we, we felt this unity Mm -hmm. Um, Laura Eisenhower also was there. There was a Sherry Deef band. I, I, I'm sorry for all those I forgot, but mm -hmm. it was we we felt such a unity and energy that that was there that shifted. And there was a Mayan shaman there, Kedzasha. This was very important because he did an activation. Mm -hmm. um, ceremony on stage, mm -hmm. and something had has awakened. Um, in in the ground and mm -hmm. something amazing and uh, everybody could feel it <clears throat> everyone was emotional after this conference you know it changed the lives of many of us yeah if not everyone yes yeah, so, sorry speaking to danny and uh, it seemed you, you were both in tears at times it seemed like you were both uh, reliving the emotions <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly we're still in this bubble of emotion and in fact why going back down you know let's keep um, moving forward and bring everyone with us in this beautiful loving energy you know it's, yeah it's i think that's, that's the main thing yeah that unity that loving energy bringing that together yeah and the the the, the thousand of people who were attending the conference they, they felt it as well and they all felt links bond with each other and everyone had a, a little taste of what um unity feels like you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because i imagine a lot of them maybe came from worlds where they um maybe ha they have to deal with the polarization and everything that's going on in the world and then coming into this audience and being with like-minded people might have been quite a nice experience regardless of <laughs> everything everything going yes. on yeah yes. and you described that there was was some um bad stuff happening but luckily you had to good security is that right and yes oh my god we had such uh, uh an amount a high level of security because it was needed people like mm -hmm. me uh, had received death threats and uh, attacks and things like that we really needed to secure everyone and the, the people there so it was very safe mm -hmm. but there had been some attempts you know of infiltration and people driven driven outside very quickly very efficiently uh, it was uh, quite impressive. Uh, first time in my life, I had two bodyguards constantly with me. It was like, mm -hmm. wow. But there wasn't only the, the earth human security. There was also 
uh, Boots on the Ground, it is. <laughs> and many of us Incredible. saw them. Yeah. Many of us saw them. Okay. There were ships. People filmed the ships, the, the lights. I saw a couple of those videos, yeah, of yeah. Um, things flying around, uh, around the conference center. So describe how these Boots on the Ground ETs were. What Were they... Did yeah. they look like humans? Could you tell anything about them that was different? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, Thoron, my contact in the Federation, had told me before, there will be personnel of the Federation at the conference to, mm. to look after everything. <clears throat> and, uh, but you won't dis distinguish them from everyone else because it will be uh, races who are really looking like Earth people. Okay. And so I started to say that and people, what, what? And then I was say to ouch. Stop talking about it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But once there, how uh, do we recognize them? Um, well, they have a different frequency. They they have a stronger electromagnetic field because you know their bodies are born were born on another planet with a different electromagnetic field. So they have in their bones, in their their flesh, their blood, a different electric field. So mm. that you feel it, and then. Uh, they are most of them were tall, good-looking, um, fit bodies, and um, acting very discreetly. And um, well, I, I met some of them, and uh, because uh, we recognize each other, and uh, but uh, also did some you get confirmation others. that they yes. were okay? Yes, yes, and um, Alex Collier also met some uh, Tony Rodriguez, and I'm sure. Um, they had interaction with them. Even Alex had a conversation with the. Uh, Did you take them. a selfie and... with them? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't because it's their um, safety as well. Sure, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wonder how that would be. Had they met before? I imagine they'd met. Well, I guess uh, Alex Collier's met Hitties uh, before, hasn't he? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we, we know. We know how to recognize them because, mm. you know, Alex, who spoke about meeting them, Alex, myself and Tony, three people who actually went to space and ha had contact with extraterrestrials physically. Mm. So we know how to recognize them. And um, yeah, um, very, um, very special. And I was very, very happy that they were there. I was feeling very safe. Mm -hmm. uh, even a ship followed my plane as I was yeah. going to Orlando it was quite impressive took a photo <laughs> <laughs> and did, 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 did the um did you disclose to anyone in the audience that the, that they were that their presence was here or did you keep it kind of hush for the for the entire conference yes I I had to stay quiet yeah okay yeah not to cause too much stir stir yeah okay yeah. amazing and uh do you think there'll ever be a UK conference <laughs> Why not? You know, yeah. uh, now Danny Henderson is taking this conference all over the world. Mm -hmm. So next year um, in October, it will be the 20th to 22nd of October in Orlando. It would be in the mm -hmm. same place yeah. because we can double the, the settings. There, there were so many people who couldn't buy the ticket at the last moment. We could have doubled the, 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 the place. So we are doing it again double size and uh, then yes yeah, she's talking about thinking about uh, japan and uh, other countries uk is uk is on the list and um uh, i don't know now what will come first but for sure next october it will be orlando again okay um, yeah yeah looking forward to it coming in the uk and maybe even i could uh, try and get out to the orlando one <laughs> sounds amazing that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, so I wonder, wonder if we could talk a little bit about your new book, The Cedars, which um, is, is, is a big book. It's good, good weight to it and a lot of information in there. So um, tell me a bit about what is what its content is uh, for the audience and in terms of how it differentiates from your other books. I was given the timeline of the true hidden history of Earth, the truth about the religions, the gods. Um, all this knowledge is in there. Um, there's there is um, all the story, the history of my contacts mm -hmm. with the the Intergalactic Confederation, uh, the group of twenty four scientists called the Cedars. Um, contact with the nine, which are supra plasmic supra consciousness. Contacts mm -hmm. with also um, those <clears throat> the, the Anunnaki scientists we know under the name of Enki. Um, all these contacts are, and also my experience, it's a very, very packed book with information. My experience uh, in Egypt, you know, um, going mm -hmm. under the Sphinx and uh, the halls of records, because I worked as an archaeologist there, and uh, I had some privilege to visit some places. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about it um, yeah. as well. And there's a chapter about uh, these uh, space space arcs that are awakening and things. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that and um, talk about what's going on there? <laughs> yes, the ancient colonies of extraterrestrials from this galaxy or other galaxies, when they left Earth, most of them, sorry, <coughs> most of them left uh, after cataclysmic events in the past. And they made sure that their knowledge and technology would be kept safe on Earth, hidden, available for other humans on, on, in the future, when humanity would have reached a, a certain level of consciousness that they will be able to understand what this technology is about. And so these arcs, who arcs, it's ships, they they are well hidden. They're all over the planet. There are some in the star system as well. There are cruising stasis for some of them. So these ships, uh, they, you know, they are the technology is quite formidable. It is they are like living beings. They have consciousness. These mm -hmm. ships and they have a certain frequency of consciousness that were in stasis, sleeping. The ships were sleeping. Mm -hmm. And when the Cedars, the Intergalactic Confederation, came back into our star system, which I explain in my book, their frequency resonated suddenly with the frequency of all the, the ships and the arcs in the star system. And they activated. All the arcs activated, start to switch on. And that's what it was about. Yeah, it's um, quite fascinating. When do you think um, uh, people like me might get to see proof of these arcs or something that kind of shows shows this beyond the testimony that people like you get, deliver? Well, I do not know because we are making it happening, you know. The events, what is going to happen, the facts are like set in stone. It's going to happen now. The timeline has been stabilized. But... Um, when it's very fluctuating because it depends on how humanity is reacting and dealing with their problems you know so when all danger of 
chaos or destruction for these arcs will will be gone, this technology will be accessible for the public. But as as long as um, the deep state has still some power in, on this planet, this technology must kept remain hidden and to the public, of course, because, yeah. you know, otherwise you don't want this technology to fall in the yeah. wrong hands. So unfortunately, because there's still a bit of a power from the dark ones, um, it's postponing everything. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, for a lot of people listening, some people may be kind of completely enthralled by, it, but others may be sort of thinking, where's the, where's the proof and wondering, you know, how to how to discern it and and try and um, make sense of it all because there's some things that seem quite easy to acknowledge that there are other beings out there even that maybe they visited us but when some of the stuff that comes out in terms of you know spaceships under the earth that are activating and things like this it sounds a bit too <laughs> a bit hard to to believe I for know. for a lot of people so how how is there any way forward for them or do they just have to just sit and wait and just be trusting of the process? It depends on everyone's background and, and path of life, you know. Um, I would say don't wait, wait, but get on with your life. Do, don't be distracted by this by this either because the, the extraterrestrials don't want you to be distracted. That's the last thing they want to do. They want you to focus on what you have to do raising your frequency, regaining your own power, cutting your ties with the fear porn and the psyops and the, the influence manipulation of outside. Focus on yourself, raising your frequency. I've been passing on this message for three years now. Raise your frequency. You have one job. Raise your frequency. And yes, <laughs> focus on doing this yeah. and do nothing else and when you are focusing on, on remembering who you are and reconnecting with your true being you become invincible nobody can manipulate you and the world is changing you know as long as you are waiting for something uh, news that are going to do the work for you a solar event or cosmic event or savior or no that's not not real you, you need to do the job that nobody's going to save you what people who who spread these narratives oh um jesus or whoever saint or god or ets are going to come and do the ascension for you or save you or you know um no that that's 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 distraction that's mm -hmm. distraction that's not real it's not going to happen you make it happen and that's the secret that's what the, the, the enemy is scared, that you understand suddenly that you are the one who makes things happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we are the creators of our universe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so in terms of uh, there's a chapter in the book also that talks about the stepwise uh, process for contact and sort of leads back into what we were talking about earlier. Um, it starts with talking about the, J the James Webb telescope and the various images coming out from that and that's coming out drip by drip and all seems very much still of the pattern of looking at um you know stars and planets in the sky but no nothing beyond that which you know i'm hoping to to hear more about you know <laughs> life know. forms and things but in terms of the timeline it talks about it, it does seem quite 
quite an ambitious timeline. Do you stick by that in terms of seeing real huge events that will change the narrative on this in the next, you know, two or three years? I mean, it seems that that from your wording, that's what you're looking at yes. as a potential. But when I look at the world today, I, I think, no, we, we need another decade to sort out some of these polarizations. <laughs> I, I can't tell um, what the best timeline is. I know there's a lot of people very eager and, you know, in, maybe impatient to get the truth out, but it has to happen at the right time or there is going to be consequences that we won't want. So, yes, we yeah. need to change. We need to change our way of thinking, mm. uh, not waiting that something happen to change the world. Mm. No, we need to change the world ourselves and then things will happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, when it's not fixed, as I told you, I believe uh, that uh, how things are going, it may be in the next year or two years, something may happen. In, in You know, um, I was told last year in March that um, the system TRAPPIST-1 would be used by NASA to disclose signs, proofs of exolife. Okay. And mm -hmm. I was quite, quite, uh, I was, I jumped on my Where did that information one, come from? Uh, my contact in the Galactic oh, Federation Thorhan, of yeah, Worlds, yeah, yeah. Thorhan, yes. Yeah. Okay. And when in July, last July, um, a few months after uh, NASA just disclosed, you know, TRAPPIST-1 was on the list and mm -hmm. one of the, 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 the things shown by the telescope, by NASA at that day um, in July, uh, it was system TRAPPIST-1. Oh, there are planets able to sustain life and there's an atmospheric carbon. Oh my God. Yeah. Next step will be, yeah, but there's life as well. Um, life signature, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that that's coming because I, I, I've, I was told TRAPPIST-1 would be um, used as, you know, excuse to say there's um, other life forms and just it just happened in July mm -hmm. they said oh we are focusing on TRAPPIST-1 because there's possibility that that could be life so I don't see why it's not going to continue this way you mm -hmm. know uh, so TRAPPIST-1 I, well, I was talking about it in my first book in 2020 gave from the stars there's a species living there the Tengri um, and um, I believe Maybe they won't tell all oh, they are humanoids there, but they will say, oh, there are signs, biological signs of life. So we're not alone in the universe. And that would be a step, a big step, not a huge step regarding to people like, like us who, who know what's going on further, but a huge step for people who believe, who are convinced that we are alone on, on in the universe. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder you how know? many there are, though, right now, because... Even the biggest naysayers still admit, given the size of the universe and the billions of stars out there, the the idea that we are the only life forms on this planet is is a stretch for them. Even now, I think, I'd imagine so. So it'd be interesting to see what if that came if that information came out that life had been discovered on another planet, even if it was a micro microbial or whatever, what effect that would have. Um, it would open a door, I imagine. It would break down some barriers, but. I don't know if it would be the uh, it would. There's a lot more steps to come, I imagine, because um, yes, yeah. and then then the focus will be on uh, the Alpha Centaurian systems, mm -hmm. probably Proxima Centauri, mm -hmm. where That's NASA knows. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. they know they know there are uh, uh, techno techno signs, you know. Um, so um, signs of civilization there. 
So yeah. and that's visible from here mm -hmm. uh, with all the instruments that we we have, uh, you know. So uh, they they wait a little bit for that because that mm -hmm. will be a shock, but uh, that's coming afterwards. And then physical contact with a civilian can happen with people from. I was told that the Alpha Centaurians were would be the first to. Uh, make civilian contact with uh, you know with, on earth because i precise civilian contact because the ets are here already <laughs> it's a mm -hmm. very long time and the galactic federation of worlds of which the alpha centaurians are part of has has made um, agreements with uh, the governments in in the 1950s already and have uh, helped us and working with us and they are among us um I meet some of them sometimes, you know, and we, maybe you too, and you don't know. Well, exactly. I How many have I walked past in the now. street, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. Um, but it, yeah, I'm just sort of having to think about that now. You know, have I bumped into anyone that looked at, I guess you can't tell, can you? Because it's, you you're saying it's about the frequency, it's about the, yes. and these things I probably aren't, I'm not able to detect right now. So, yeah, you know, what, what it was a, a good and interesting experience with the, the conference in Orlando because the only people who could spot these ETs boots on the ground were people who have contact with ETs already, mm -hmm. you know. So we we were able to recognize the frequency like oh, oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> no what were what were they wearing sorry to go back on that were they wearing regular civilian clothes yes yeah okay yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but you could very well done you know very neat and uh, uh, perfect skin um, perfect not perfect features they had different features but the skin was perfect and. Um, I know Tony met a few of them. He had a conversation with a group of them. And uh, one of them uh, shook his hand. And Tony said to me, oh, my God, his skin was so soft, like a baby. And I went, yes, 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 <laughs> that's the Tal. The Tal have a very soft skin. And he said, one of them had red hair. And he started to describe, and that's the Tao Setians. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was so funny. And um, oh, yeah, there was a lady. She was she was beautiful and uh, she <laughs> made quite a stir, so she had to be discreet. But Alex met her and uh, he's, it's him to tell the story, not me. But yeah, we had if some If you're incredibly uh, funny... beautiful, does that not go against the idea of being discreet sometimes? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. They can't hide their, their beauty, you know. Um... <laughs> I mean, do they? But, um... Is that Actually, I was imagining that they are able to put on so this is how they look, or is this some? Are they kind of changing themselves to look human, but when they go about, they look different? Is uh, what's going on there? Depends on the it? races. Some races just look like this, and yeah. some modify their their genetics a little bit. But okay. they, why why bother? They 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 employ people who don't have to do that. Just look okay. like us. Okay, they'll stand stand out from the crowd like good looking people and tall. They're all tall, um, but um, yeah. <laughs> now next year everybody will be like okay <laughs> yeah i imagine yeah i guess you've been, you've yes they'll be here as well they'll be here as well and uh, you know people were came well yes people came to the conference and complained that there wasn't first contact and they didn't see ets well <laughs> seems like uh, <laughs> there was but uh, you didn't notice them yeah <laughs> next year next year they'll pay more attention now yeah now. yeah yeah um 
And in recent interviews and uh, after the conference, you've talked about the the awakening of Enki's uh, chief scientists, mm. which again another like the space arcs, another thing that just we I can't um, I guess I haven't seen any proof of this, but I just trust trust your what you're saying. But it's another thing that sounds incredible that's happening right now. And Enki, do you see EA? Is that the right? Yeah. 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 So it's not only me talking about Ningish Zidad, the name of the first scientist of, of Enki. The first to talk about this was um, Dr. Michael Salah's uh, U.S. Army contact, JP. Uh, JP, yeah. Yes, uh, who went for a mission uh, under Florida somewhere and was confronted to this giant in stasis with a tree of life, what he called a tree of life, uh, a huge tree uh, dripping some very uh, nutritive substance, and this giant sleeping there in stasis. And uh, so JP described everything to Michael Sala. And we got to meet uh, Mayan Shaman Kedasha, who speaks only English. <laughs> only, sorry, um, only Spanish. Only Spanish, yeah. <laughs> only Spanish, sorry. And... Um, he said, um, so Michael Sala asked him, oh, you're Mayan shaman, he said. Okay, he said, because we had a translator. Michael Sala asked him, my contact JP said that one day he went into uh, an ark under the Atlantic and there were little my small, <laughs> JP calls them little Mayan people, um, Mayan people who were indigenous, who were brought with the army in the ark and the Mayan people made a ritual ceremony. They were in circle and they were chanting Akuria Matei, Akuria Matei and the portal opened in the arks and they went in. So Michael Salas asked to the Mayan shaman, do you know if Akuria Matei means something? And the shaman said, oh yes, it means opening a door between heaven and earth. <laughs> wow. It's an activation yeah. code in ancient Mayan dialect. So um, that was that. And then we, we got to question, question this, 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 this shaman. And uh, he said that under Florida, there's a Quetzalcoatl is sleeping and it is awakening. And who is Quetzalcoatl? It's Kukulkan. Viracocha is also Ningish Zida, the mm -hmm. first scientist of Enki. And he's also known as Jehuti, in Europe, in in the other side of the Atlantic, uh, in Egypt, and you know, as I thought, thought, Ninkish um, Sida, the name that was a piece of the puzzle to link into link it to Enki that we didn't know. Michael Salah and I, so th that's me who brought this. Um, Michael Salah and myself were um, driving somewhere, were actually visiting a cave. In, uh, in Tennessee. And he asked me, he said, we're talking about that. Oh, JP went there and we would like to know what's the name of this this giant. Uh, does your, do your contact know something they could talk? So I said, yeah, I'm going to ask. So I contacted Thoran and he responded and he said, oh, yes, this man was the first scientist of Enki, of IA, came from Atlantis to hide a certain knowledge under the Americas and especially under Florida. And he said, um, I said, Do you, can we know the name? And I heard Ningishda, Ningishda, Ningishda. 
And uh, I say, what? I say to Michael, Ningishta? Okay. <laughs> and uh, well, as soon as we went home, we looked at on internet and boom, Ningish Zida, mm. first, uh, you know, scientist, geneticist of Enki. And his name means Lord of the Good Tree. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah wow yeah <laughs> and that's the link with yeah so um it's a whole adventure and so every one of us having a piece of the puzzle coming together myself yeah. jp and the shaman kedza it was like who and these give you the confirmation of the information <gasps> yes yeah. yes 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 it was quite extraordinary um yeah so many other details i could talk about it for and, hours and how does and how does this how long does this sort of take and what, what will manifest you know, like visually or, or what happened behind the scenes um, following this, it, this event? I do not know. I do not know. Okay. <laughs> Wait and see, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, the, in recent, um, on, on your channel, you said that Thorhan sent some messages and one of the messages said that one day we'll all have special powers. I would like to know a bit more about this and is it all, powers of the mind or is it other things these powers it's in fact in beauty now dna and we just need to activate them we always had them had them some yeah. people you know some children are born with telekinesis or telepathy or things weird weird stuff that they can do now more and more and more it's because their dna has been reactivated and we can there are different way ways of un unlocking our potential because it's a potential that's there. There can use technology, can use medbed, you can use you can use also uh, meditation, going within and connecting with who you are, and just vibrating this being and just magnify and powering the frequency, the signal, and it will just declutter your 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 body, and the, the body will will unlock these possibilities. Mm -hmm. So the being that is incarnated into this body will be able to use all these abilities in 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 the real world in 3d world i mean and and other uh, so what kind of abilities are we talking about the ability of projecting consciousness to other dimensions or other densities the ability to teleport move objects by distance um, communicate by telepathy, see the future, the past, heal, and transform matter. Um, okay. Harvest energy from the void. All yeah. of this by ourselves, without technology. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds uh, sounds incredible. I like, like, uh, like the sound of a lot of those. Um, I think some of those are kind of present there's also there's there's a sense we we kind of have a telepathy telepathy around us already being able to maybe with loved ones have a, an understanding of what they're thinking already and some mm -hmm. of these things are already present just need to be strengthened and other things that seem yeah wildly different to where we are now that's interesting you said you mentioned the loved ones who have a telepathy with us between mm -hmm. you know because the the with a family, you have the DNA quantum link from mm -hmm. a body to another. So there's already a, a contact, a communication that is easier. Once, you know, our, D, our DNA is unlocked, that it's 
full potential, we can have this connection with everyone we we mm. think of, you know. Um, yeah, and and talking about um, the the quantum link, um, Thorhan said about uh, resistance. I uh, know. So um, the matching of frequencies, um, when two uh, frequencies are matching to the perfect resonance, then the distance becomes disappears. Yes. And I, I, the first thing I thought of was quantum entanglement. So yes. uh, is that is that essentially what is what's been sort of said there in terms of the quantum link in the in the, the frequency resonance? Yes, it's what it is about. It's about quantum entanglement. It's about um, quantum connectivity mm -hmm. by consciousness, via consciousness, via other means as well. You know, um, also it can be with technology, it can be um, by emotions also yeah. you know um so if you have two yeah. particles that are resonating the same and they move apart but they say keep the same resonance then yes they'll be quantumly linked so yes. can things can the environment change the resonance in ways that they lose that quantum entanglement no no okay, no that's always... it, it cannot be hacked it cannot be interfered because there's no linear transfer of information between the two points okay uh, when the two points are totally isolated in space and in time, there's nothing in between them. So how do you want to inter interfere with the information? The information is here and is here. So and it, it, it's it's by resonance, you know. Yeah. It's the, the resonance can change, or does it not? In terms of um, yes, if if you brutally change your frequency, you will lose the signal. Mm -hmm. So you, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, yourself, Michael Sala, Alex Collier, um, and all the others that we've we've mentioned already, um, I guess, are you looking to try and become more widely known in in the world right now? Or are you hoping not to <laughs> to keep yourselves a little bit in within a, a smaller group? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we we are aiming for that. It just you know, it's it's not about us. It's about the information. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the information we pass on, and uh, you know, um, of course, more we are known, the, the better we have chance to 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 pass the, the truth and the information. You know, of course, um, and oh, I, something extraordinary happened with the conference because we we all knew each other, uh, all the, the speakers, but by mostly via internet, you know, YouTube videos or stuff. The fact to meet physically, to encounter each other's frequency, mm -hmm. memories unlocked, and suddenly we we had many of us realized we had memories in common, um, especially the, the the secret space soldiers. They it was incredible meeting physically um, the the frequency field. I just I don't know why I won't say that. <laughs> it's just. Mm -hmm. Um, it was related to the question you asked. Um, I don't uh, know how. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, it reminds me of um, how, um, for example, I'm not I'm not a best French speaker, <laughs> um, but when I go to France, mm -hmm. somehow memories of words come back so much quicker. So if I was to speak to you now in French, I would probably struggle. But when I'm in France, somehow being around French people and French thinking <laughs> seems to enable my own ability to bring back my own whatever language I learned when I was a you know growing up and I think it's a similar thing that kind of being around similar thinking 
helps bring yes. back memories. Yeah. Yeah. This is a ve very good because it's exactly what it is. When you're in the, in the, at the contact of the frequency field physically of the other person, mm. you under, you, you communicate beyond language. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, if you don't understand all the vocabulary, the emotion and the thought, you will receive it and you will decrypt it and yeah. you will you will understand, you know. Um that that's it. Yeah. It, and also uh, Rupert Sheldrake who talks about uh, morphic resonance and yeah, I wonder if he should he should listen to to this and, and find out if there's a um, there's a connection there because he speaks about this as this kind of morphic field ability to consciousnesses to connect exactly how yes. we're, we were talking. Yeah. 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 So like exchange of information. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, talking about uh, Alex Collier, John, John Charles Moyen and yourself behind the scenes, do you, do you talk to um, people within the sort of the UFO community that maybe are, are not connected in the same way, like people maybe like Richard Dolan, uh, Gary Nolan, Chris, Christopher Millen, Lou, Lou Alexander, these sort of these people who kind of they they're part of a a group, a cluster of people that are, that are names within the kind of the UFO community. Are they are they sort of people that you would are you in contact with them, or, or is Alex in contact with them, or is there almost like a, a different are they a different group that don't really contact? I have no contact. No, I haven't had any contact with all the people you named. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. Um, but um, the the UFO community, um, there are people who do not believe that other people can be in contact with extraterrestrials. Mm. So they are still at the stage. We need to prove that UFOs are real. You know, So these people will, will not come to me because they will not believe me it's too much for them you know so um and also with abductees abductees who have the proof of encounters with extraterrestrials there are millions of people like that um they will be very careful if there's too much proof and too much evidence it's like ooh, wait a minute you know so that's maybe why i don't know supposition <laughs> yeah i wonder when things become more um known whether the sort of different groups within the the whole subject sort of sort of start linking together a bit and start to see sort of a collaboration between the kind of the experiencer contact group and the people that are maybe work, working more with the, the kind of I guess behind the scenes with um, the intelligence services and the government and trying to disclose get disclosure that way yeah interesting seems to be yeah, different yeah, groups forming yeah. um yeah totally well, for a lot of people, um, I think I, I brought this up earlier, um, but I w wouldn't mind mentioning Thomas Campbell, who I think, um, I don't know if you know about his his work, but he's got uh, quite a good approach, I think, for trying to describe the, the nature of reality, the nature of consciousness in a way that kind of is more accepting to sort of more left brain logical thinkers, mathematicians, mathematicians or people like myself, <laughs> that, you know, I'm a very sort of left brain thinking, I'm not I find it difficult sometimes to be more in the other other realms, and I, I like that approach. And I think um, is there uh, other ways to break through? Do you think when when discussing the topics that you have to break through to a lot of those people that are maybe just want to see um, see evidence, but from a more of a logical basis? 
or left brain? Well, uh, all the knowledge, all the knowledge I I, I brought was uh, proved, analyzed, and proved by scientists, engineers, and physicists. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the they were even mind mind blowing. <laughs> it was like mm -hmm. wow. Um, so I can bring these proofs, you know. So science, uh, what I because I'm not a scientist, uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not. Uh, too stupid but i'm not i haven't studied science deeply deep core you know so i repeat what i'm told and explain from upstairs i explain it to the world and uh, scientists contact me like hey <laughs> that's working what you said we never heard it before but it's working and let me explain to you how it can work and th there was um, an incredible story with an engineer IBM engineer um, uh, Chris Esson is, is French um, I started working with him because he was totally impressed by the the the, the propulsion of uh, spaceships and oh, I I gave all the details of how a spaceship works mm -hmm. and um he couldn't understand why I was stubborn to tell him yeah but the mercury that runs into the toroids uh, it's red he said it's not no it's it's red mm -hmm. and then he found it he went Wait a minute. The drawing you give, the the arrows shows it spins this way, and I said it's it's negative mercury. It will be negative ions, and he said negative ions. It's red mercury. Oh mm. my god! And I, did I know that red mercury has negative ions that spins the other way around? No. Yeah. <laughs> right, but no, but no. you had got information already somehow. <laughs> Yes, yes. Things like this, like these yeah. little details. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we'd like to have uh, seen that passage of time from the start because uh, it's easy to say things from the future, but when you see them in in the uh, in the in that right in that sequence, it, it becomes more real and. It, it becomes, oh, I have videos. I have yeah. videos. They're on my yeah. YouTube channel. No, with I'll, Chris I'll that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have videos. Yes. Yeah, we, and and yeah. What, you were, did you share with him? um documentation that you had or some sort of pictures yes. that you had all the documentation all the documentation and the blueprints of the ships and uh he was very impressed mm. i shared also with dan winter um who is quite a, a brain in science oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and other scientists uh, in france um uh, uh Guillemot, it's um philip Guillemot, it's a uh, French, very known scientist. I shared it uh, with other people, Nassim Ramein and other people. And uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but I have the videos with Chris Esson on my channel and uh, he goes, he, he just dismantle everything, I all the, the information I'm bringing. And he explained by science why it's not bullshit why it works and why it's amazing mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so I, I i was lucky you know because who can bring proofs you know and also if you look for evidences every time i'm given information a week or two later nasa <laughs> mm -hmm. says oh my god for instance thoran tells me um, oh, there's uh, something happening on Neptune, and he said mm. Neptune is going to warm up because this and this. And now I do updates on my YouTube channel. I do videos with the date to really back up. And 
two weeks later and i said oh wow that's yeah. weird neptune neptune I remember that. Thor, yeah. thorhan said oh you're going to hear about neptune to no no one was talking about neptune okay well two weeks later it was all over the news mm -hmm. same with mars thorhan contacts to me last year he said oh we've had a big 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 um uh, earthquakes mars quake on mars and he has destroyed some structures so i'm there and he was showing me visually with the engineers he was in the station on mars etc well a week later one week later nasa makes it published oh last week there was a monster quake on mars <laughs> <laughs> right no shit okay <laughs> oh yeah. planets i say oh there's that amount of planet in this star system to it's always two three weeks later sometimes oh mm -hmm. nasa oh my god so you don't you can't make this up and the list is very 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 long so um it's very very exciting um yeah um, yeah, yeah, it is very compelling. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm like Schrodinger's cat. I'm kind of both in this world of amazing things happening right now, but also it can't be real, surely. So sort of halfway between, waiting for that moment where the kind of the quantum wave, you know, <laughs> Schrodinger's <laughs> equation where it, where it collapses and becomes, you know, <laughs> one reality, and uh, hopefully that will happen in my lifetime. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe mm -hmm. so. Um, so this UFO report, I'm sure you've heard about this late report that's um, been lingering that they promised to deliver the uh, Aero or the whatever agency. And um, without dwelling too much on that, um, what no. was, is there a viewpoint from the extraterrestrials on that or anything? Or are they just not, they don't talk to you about it? Yeah, that that's you know these organizations are still controlled by the deep state, and they yeah. they won't release information. It's just to keep people happy, yeah, uh, because they won't be the ones who will disclose anything. Why? Because they are the ones involved to there mm. in not unspeakable uh, deals with uh, regressive extraterrestrials. So they will never tell the truth, you know. Um, yeah. So, because if if you say this, it opens the door, you have the foot in the door, and then you can investigate and see what's behind. They don't want that, you know? Yeah. So there's no um, concerns from them in terms of the fact that it's late, that they kind of anticipate that, really? You yeah. see, they will show you the same. Um, I, I, can't, I can't see it. I, I can't watch this anymore. Mm -hmm. the, 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 you know, the target with the UFO moving like the... the oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Like, on oh, the Nimitz, <laughs> the Nimitz encounter, yeah, that's all. It's always on the. They always show that on any news report. It like, seems like the only one. <laughs> I mean, change, change, change the tape. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. there's so many other UFO footage. Yeah. Like, come on, that every everybody's fed up with this this <laughs> sequence. Like, come well, on. there's probably some people that still haven't seen that yet. <laughs> that's hard to imagine. <laughs> Very few. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Of course, there is this uh, not very pleasant uh, war going on in in Russia, Ukraine. Um, <clears throat> is there? Um, what's what's the? Uh, do you know what their the viewpoint of the extraterrestrials on this war mm. is? The the protagonist, or is it? Are there? Mm. Is there a viewpoint on both sides, or is this a sensitive topic that we can't talk about? I'm happy to <laughs> move on, but it's. Uh... Okay, from the Earth perspective. I have no clue what's happening there. But from mm. the perspective 
of my contacts, I can I, I can speak. Well, uh, narratives is really trying to be reversed there about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening is that um, the president of Russia is doing a big cleansing of the deep state assets there. And uh, all the horrors that are put on his back and all these things is propaganda. It, nobody's there to see what's really happening, okay? And, mm-hmm. and, let, and, and only the people there can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And what information goes from the, comes from there, you know, it's all filtered and transformed. You just l- let things happen. You need to focus on what you have to do. This mm. is very important. Okay. Um, what's happening there? It's a big cleansing because under Ukraine, there was really um, very heavy, heavy deep state assets there, laboratories, um, underground bases, and things like that. And um, there was also, there is also ET technologies that the deep state wants to have their hands on. They're fighting over that. Um, so that's the perspective I'm shown from yeah. my contacts. Yeah, that's all it, I can say. It, it, there is. I mean, you said it already. There's a very um, in the media and actually in general, there's a very anti-narrative uh, against of, against Putin. And of course, I, of course. But if you try and explain why you might not be sharing that narrative with the information you shared, for a lot of people, they they won't be able to accept that. So it's it's very it's difficult fine. to. Um, <laughs> to <laughs> to hold that view so I, i'm kind of living i'm sort of staying on the fence and trying not to adopt either yes. side which don't seems get to be involved. the safest option but yeah i'm not involved Think about yeah that's it that, i would like to know more and obviously there's you, a you there's a case know. for you saying you will know with time yeah. you will know yeah you will know. i mean it's, you know. it's the same for the cleansing side i mean there's no no video evidence or anything of that of course either. you won't so see it's, any it's all <laughs> of it's, course it's, it's, it just as much feels like the propaganda of the media in a way in the sense that it's stuff you have to just this is what mm. it's happening but yeah um yeah. you know I, I have faith that whatever's happening is is the right thing <laughs> in the end I hope it you is. know I mean it war's is. not good and I, on is. the suffering of the people there but um if war is a, ugly war yeah. is war there are yeah. casualties <laughs> and this war has been going on for a long time it has. And, is there uh, an end in sight? Do you think? It's, do you it's, know? Um, we are nearing the end on, on uh, Earth. Yes. I feel like it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know why? Because people become aware and become start to know what's going on. And also people start to discover who they are. Mm-hmm. And that is the victory. When people start to understand who the real enemy is, and it's not your brother, it's not your neighbor, it's something, it's the very core, the government that manipulate you. Once you understand that, well, you know, you won. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, I uh, find on on Twitter in particular that you see basically two very <laughs> polarized factions bickering at each other, fighting for the narrative. But ultimately, you know that both sides, deep down, they largely want the same thing. <laughs> they, um, the lot of the people on the left see, you know, what they is justice and, you know, fighting for for better for humanity and uh, saving the climate, and then on the right, on the right as well. You do, I, I don't like saying the word left and right, but you know what I mean in terms of the polarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The, 
But that's you, manipulation. Yeah. It, and it you is. And it, it's a shame. They manipulate people. They manipulate people. And while they're busy fighting, arguing against each other, they do not fight the real enemy, who is yeah. the puppet master. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what you know, frustrates me because I'm like... Stop fighting. Just, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, stop that's, arguing. I, I think both sides need to take a step back from arguing and listen to the other side and try and find some common ground because uh, it's it's slowing the process down of, of awakening and you know it's yeah. it's all about bringing together thoughts because as much as I do um, say and I, I probably agree that I may have said some things on Twitter I might not want to have said but you know once it's gone but ultimately I do want to get to a place where I can talk to the people who have different mm. views and find common ground and with a bit of persistence you can get there um and i just yeah let's let's see what happens maybe twitter isn't the best place for that but uh it's um it's a place i mean talking talking to twitter do you have any thoughts around that given the recent uh changes with elon musk and everything <laughs> i think he's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he makes me laugh he is he's, yeah he's, he's very uh very cheeky and i like i i i really love his humor because yeah. he's really playing with them and uh, that's that's funny when you understand mm. his game oh my god that that's very funny yeah. um yeah yeah it's it's funny i'm not on twitter i have a twitter account but i i don't have time no. to to do that so but uh, I, I know yes it's it's, it's um he's hilarious <laughs> he's a very dynamic and i think his yes. approach to business is very agile and i think people don't realize when he does things that look a bit counterintuitive that he's playing almost like yes he's, yes. he's navigating he's navigating yes. what what works and you have to yes. be agile to do that yeah um yeah. and twitter yeah. before was very rigid wasn't able to change it was very structured whereas now yeah. it's seems like an agile place so it, it could go anywhere and i you know obviously i want uh free speech on there <laughs> i think that's that's the core of what i would like to see on there but there's other things too imagine coming in the pipeline yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll play a big role in the in the future. He's starting yeah. already to play. He has started. He's uh, showing more what he's meant to do for Earth. Yeah. And um, in will terms, be surprised. <laughs> in terms of um, this timeline, moving back to that, and yeah, and what we're talking about just now in terms of the polarity and some of the some of the trauma that still exists in the in the collective consciousness right now. Mm, um, yes. I guess there's a um, a decision that has to be made maybe outside of this planet about when things will happen. And uh, they've got to navigate the fact that if they do it too soon, there's a lot of that trauma that with which, which if has access to these higher technologies would be detrimental versus yes. um, giving access to these technologies, which can save this planet. So there's a, there's a difficult balance balancing act there going on um sometimes yes. when i th think about a lot of the trauma and um in in the world right now and a lot of the suffering and the polarity and difficulties i it seems hard to think that we could be sort of seeing such an advancement in our own technology and um the consciousness in the next few years i know there's a lot of people that i can speak of that are, are way ahead and ready for it now but um mm. Do you think we can progress still quickly, even with a lot of that sort of negative trauma in the in the human uh, consciousness collective? Well, I think once 
these technologies are unlocked, it's going to go very, very, very fast. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if Tesla hasn't been hadn't been stopped and all these patents blocked, we will be like between 100 and 400 years ahead in technology, you know, mm -hmm. already. So regarding the, 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 the wounds of humanity, you know, humanity, the, the, the consciousness of humanity at a planetary level, it's like a soul of a person. It needs to heal their wounds. And how do you heal your wounds when you do a personal therapy? Like, for instance, you meditate, you go within, you connect with your subconscious, and you're going to try to find, identify a trauma. What is identifying a trauma? It's by the reaction you have uh, with the external world or other people. So you say, oh, okay, I'm overreacting. It's not normal. Why? What happened? So you try to find a quantum link with the younger you who was had a trauma and that explains the reaction. And then you're going to give love to this younger you in, in your head, in your meditation within, you know. And until the, the, the younger you feels released and nice and okay. And then you realize that in your everyday life, you're not reacting like you were reacting before because <clears throat> the trauma is healed. So I think, I believe that for the global consciousness of humanity, healing the, the traumas like Second World War or, you know, big stuff is love. Mm -hmm. Loving each other. Yeah. Lo having love for you know, and, and compassion and forgiveness. That's very difficult, mm -hmm. very difficult, but it's a good challenge. Mm -hmm. Forgive, but don't forget. That's important because don't forget because you will not do the mistake again. You know, yeah. so forgive, but don't forget. Yeah. Love, mm -hmm. the way forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, new agey but that's what i think no but it, it makes it makes sense to me mm -hmm. and uh um yeah we, we need need more of that um and some <laughs> yeah it's i wonder how, how things are going to progress sometimes with all, all the things going on in the world that sort of create more and more polarity and negative mm -hmm. emotions <clears throat> how, how that can happen but it, things are happening i see it yeah. i see it happening at its own rate yeah yes Yes, yes. Focus on love, focus on your own personal development, become a better, better person, a person more connected to your uh, soul and know your soul groups can be, it is for certain, can be earth ancestors for others, can be anything. Connect within and without and, mm -hmm. you know, that. Yeah. Be a better, become the better you. That you are, <laughs> but you don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of. That's the message I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've got, a, I've got a question. I'm, I'm trying to think how to, to phrase it, and, and it was something that I thought the other week in terms of, um. Let me just explain. I think I see reality as needing the negative side as much as the good side, in a way to keep meaning, to give purpose, and to give. Um, this kind of flow of energy, which um, seems a necessary part of the universe to have both dark and light. And 
yet where we were talking just now about um love and forgiveness to get us to the higher frequency is there is there there's a kind of two um statements that seem quite a little counter counter to each other in a way so i don't know what the question is but i feel like there's there's a question there in terms of how we how do we meet both the need to have um the love and light world that we kind of imagine to get past through this but also understanding that the universe in its perfect form is is a mixture of both the dark and the light yes there are two levels in this concept no i understand yeah. there are two levels in this concept first level is do not engage conflict try to avoid conflict by talking discussing things finding a middle ground so do not engage and if you are find, finding yourself engaged in a conflict like you are attacked mm-hmm. uh, try to diffuse not not to respond by by uh, violence and hate try to withdraw from it and not to to increase the conflict that's protect yourself defend yourself defend your family but as soon as you can do not seek revenge mm-hmm. go away go away and that's diffusing the conflicts you know it's defend yourself defend your values your stand your ground and when it's done, you're safe, you've defended your word and your ground, and uh, that's it. Do not do not think about seeking revenge. Stop mm-hmm. it. It stops by you, you know? That's one thing I, I, I believe, the way to, 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 to end conflict. Um, now, you know, the universe, everything now, when we go to the highest perspective as possible, mm-hmm. source, the source of all life, of all consciousness, it powers with consciousness the whole multiverse, okay? As well the regressives and as well the, 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 the progressive cultures. I believe that every everyone plays a role and duality is necessary for evolution duality um, is is it the both po- electrodes are both part of source mm-hmm. you choose your camp yeah. what you are going to play for the great dynamics of the universe you know so um you have the some cultures who are going, like Sikar reptilians, for instance, in our galaxy, they are going to choose to serve uh, war and conquest and bothering everyone and doing horrible stuff. But what they do, that's a good example, what they do, it's empowering others. It's very weird to say that, but when you're confronted to such an enemy, you are going to evolve because you are going to trigger your intelligence, how to deal with that, how to get out of this, and how to overcome my enemy. And you become better, you become more clever, you become stronger, and you you, you gain experience, and you become a, a, a better grade of yourself. Mm. If this enemy hadn't come to trigger your planet or yourself, you would have never progressed. So the dynamics is meant to help evolution. Mm-hmm. And also the other way around. 
when you are for progressive uh, work, uh, you influence those who are a bit grumpy, and because you show you 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 show the way you 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 radiate this frequency of balance, peace, love, you know, and uh, it it contaminates the other. So it's <clears throat> both are necessary for dynamics. Yeah. Otherwise, if there's no polarity, it's stillness. Nothing moves. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, you mentioned about the CCAR and, and then the neighbor as well as another regressive group. And um, I wanted to think, uh, so if uh, I'm going to go back to the, the Nazis, <laughs> they, I imagine, and lots and lots of Germans at the time thought they were the good guys, probably. I'm not going to, they were doing what they thought was right at the time. And now we look back and obviously there's a lot of horrendous things happening and we won't dwell on that. But at the time, I can't imagine that all all the Germans at the time thought, are we the bad guys? Is it the same, do you think, with the neighbor and the seeker? Are they existing in a way that they think they're the good guys or do they know that they're the bad guys, but they just, they have to be that way? That's in their nature. <laughs> Well, that's that's all about you know. Um, yes, you, when you are in 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 one side, you're convinced that you're doing the right thing for the group or for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, service to self. It's always service to self against service to others. And service to self, they uh, you you just see everything. You, the perspective is the outside towards you and you're doing the good the right thing for yourself you do whatever it takes to make yourself happy maybe we can move on to uh, talking about um some of the experiences you've had these mind-blowing experiences that we talk about and um i thought gave away the, the question but to what extent are these experiences mental versus sort of actual physical experiences that um you might people might be able to more relate to there are three levels of communication that i have physical uh, me beamed on board ships and meeting physical physically with extraterrestrials when they are in a higher density i'm clipped a belt that will adapt my density to theirs and that's very very interesting so i'm i'm teleport in a room and this room is of my density and i'm put a belt and then with this belt i can walk out of this room uh, the, the teleport uh, room and um go to other densities anyway so that's physical um and uh, i have communication by technology which is would be understood like telepathy assisted by technology that works as quantum connectivity i don't know if it makes sense so uh, I hear voices in my head, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like talky-walky, uh, yeah. re really. And when I hear them, I can't hear what's outside because it's very, very sharp and uh, loud anyway. Uh, that's, uh, so that's the, the quantum con communication. I can have direct telepathy without technology as well. With some beings, I have a link of the heart, a quantum link of the heart. Um, then I have another type of contact, which is now involving um, supraconsciousnesses, plastics, uh, plasmic, not plastic. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> plasmic yeah. supraconsciousnesses. What is that? Um, they present themselves to me as 
the nine. They are nine aspects of source. They leave, they make one. They are individuated consciousnesses, but they are as one. That's all I can explain. Um, they leave in the void. The void is in between the universes. It's like nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Well, these beings, these consciousnesses, are not incarnated. So I cannot have physical contact with them. And I cannot also go to the void because it's a non-existent uh, plane. So uh, the way I connect with them is by consciousness, my consciousness to their consciousness. The first time I was assisted and showed how to do that by a friend I have who worked in the Intergalactic Confederation. Her name is Una, and she's in contact with them. So once she, one day she beamed in my room physically, because they do that as well sometimes, they come physically. And um, she put her finger through my, my forehead, and she, she activated my pineal gland. And in my pineal gland, I, I felt like backwards and there was a big vortex and my consciousness just traveled inward through this vortex and this vortex, she connected it with the nine. So there was a quantum link, my consciousness to their consciousness. And there was no distance because, you know, with this type of communication, quantum connectivity, you, you however it is, technology or not, you have no distance. So I was... Once the two vortex connected, I was with them in consciousness. I had no shape. I was invisible. I had only my consciousness. And they were there, their presence, also invisible and all the, only their presence. And to make things easier for me to, to interact, because it was disturbing, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they took an um, illusion, illusion human shape, like... Um, the shape of an extraterrestrial, tall, with green skin, and uh, quite beautiful, but it was just make made up, you know, to be to be able to talk, have a voice, and to have a face to communicate with. It was easier for me, put me more, you know, in confidence. Um, so that's what happens when I'm in contact with them. So three different types, but the, my favorite one is, of course, is physical contact. Mm -hmm. going on in on board ships but prior to meeting the nine you were having a physical contact with una yes 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 okay. yes yes okay and then suddenly you're in this conscious space and you're able to meet them and they are taking a form for you to understand that is not their form that's just what they're taking yes yes okay and when leading up to that experience were you was there trepidation there was there excitement what sort of emotions were you having Oh, that's very, very interesting because uh, it, I, that was excitement. At no moment I had fear uh, because fear is a lower vibration that would have stopped it, closed the vortex. I was feeling awe oh, and excitement and astonishment and, you know, it was marvelous. It was like, wow, like, mm -hmm. you know, exhilarating and all of this. That was the, the feeling. But then um, when I disconnected the connection withdrew and I withdrew back to my 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 head my my pineal gland and my consciousness went back into my body um well I didn't go anywhere I mean my consciousness became aware to be in my body again not somewhere else 
um, I was like moved, extremely moved. I had strong emotion, you know, tears of, of beauty. And, you know, it was like a, so, so powerful emotion, like uh, upside down, you know. And uh, the thing is, I processed this like, oh, wow, that was wonderful. What happened to me? It's amazing. And then once this, oh, it's amazing, calmed down. The, the the discrepancy of frequencies was huge and I was all like all my emotions came up and all the the the, the griefs I hadn't done in my life for instance all the the the, the trauma I hadn't healed whew, all came out in one week mm -hmm. um, and I had to deal with that which I did mm -hmm. uh, it was <laughs> quite and then the the falling contact the nine this then the emotion thing didn't happen because I had done the work. But I I want to say that it was quite uh you know I have no words for that. Um, yeah. And after that I was changed because you know I felt changed because it has healed totally washed out everything within me that was to be dealt with. And uh, suddenly it was calm. People <laughs> were impressed. You're so calm. You're not reacting anymore to people attacking you on internet. Why would I? <laughs> you know, right before you would go crying. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that's weird. That's the same, Elena. Yes, believe me. <laughs> that's what the nine this did to me, this <laughs> contact. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds quite healing experience. <laughs> yeah. But shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Um, and going back to uh, different forms of um, contact and recently listening to Tony Rodriguez and pe people like him who talk about uh, the SSP program, uh, how much of their, do you believe that their um, uh, understanding of what they've been through is, uh, comes through the regression versus actual memories of the event? It, it seems like these events have happened and then they seem to have disappeared from consciousness, then they come back through regression. Is that is that the case for most of what is known about this SSP, the Secret Space Program? Yeah, I believe so. Um, you you mentioned Tony Rodriguez. He, he had special... Uh, his case is very interesting because mm -hmm. he wasn't meant to remember. But what the, the link, the thread, the quantum link, <laughs> mm -hmm. the thread to to him remembering was he was in love with a girl who was really, really, really badly, uh, deeply in love with her. And when he was about to go to this facility where he knew he would his memory would be wiped, he just said to himself with power, I will remember her. And he was thinking about her, he said, I will remember you, I will remember you. What he did, he put all his memory in his heart, mm. in his feelings. And you know, the memory of the emotions, it's at a different place in your mind than normal memories. So Tony cannot remember the names of the ETs, uh, the technical, the, some, some details, but he can remember his love for her. And that had carried the link that he could use to remember all the rest 
Mm-hmm. And that, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love this, his story, his story, because it's fantastic, you know. But then, yes, yeah, some SSP are meant to remember, you know. Uh, and also, when you start to unlock yourself, your potential, um, you start to unlock your memory as well. Because it's not wiped. It's just disconnected. It's somewhere else. Because all your memories also there in your aura, in your being. So you can, if you reconnect, you can have access also to that. But mm-hmm. also the connection can be remade in your head, in your mind. Okay. So, so, so do you believe that all the people that are coming out saying they were part of the SSP are, are genuine? Or do you think there's some mm, people that yeah, aren't? No, there's a lot of sh- uh, shields who are there to discredit the movement and spread confusion. So it's, it's hard for us to discern. Yes. So how do we discern yeah. the, the truth? Is it is it is it in a feels like a heart to heart thing it seems like a what who do you have a, a resonance with emotional connection in terms of understanding their story is that as close as we can get to discernment look now the, the first one SSP who came first Tony Rodriguez is one of them you have Randy Kramer you have big names all their testimonies correlate with each other they all corroborate each other okay now after after them, there's a group of them. They all, everything match. All their testimonies match. These are real. Okay. Now you have a wave of newcomers. Among them, there will be genuine ones. But most of them, you must be very careful because when the testimonies don't match with the first group, it's something, it tells something totally different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not right. You know, it's not right. It's not right. I cannot name names, uh, but, uh, you know, when when you hear about someone who's in the ocean of all the other ones and who has an experience and information who suddenly matches all the other ones, the real ones, you try to drag this person and say, hey, your testimony, I want to hear more about it. It matches ours. So, and pieces of the puzzle coming together. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. So just seek for... The people who have testimony who match the ones who came first to tell their experience. I would mm-hmm. say that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. Um, so do you have any um, new books that uh, you're thinking about writing at the moment? <laughs> I'm writing three books at a time. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Um, I'm still having contacts and I'm still going off worlds time to time. So I'm writing about it and I will compile it in a book of course uh in the same time i'm making videos because i do not want to put a you know a, a money gate between my experience and knowledge and you know public so everything i'm writing i do video updates about it so people mm-hmm. have access in time you know but anyway i'm writing about that i'm also writing two other books um i rather not tell but because uh, i told what i was writing about for the cedars and i got really really <laughs> Really badly attacked, so I'm not going to tell what I'm. No, but sure, yeah, but there's there's more plans. to come. <laughs> That's yes, more to, to come. <laughs> and uh, do you want to tell people a bit about how they can reach you for those who maybe haven't uh, heard about you before? Yes, thank you. Uh, well, um, of course, my YouTube channel, Helena Danan, my name, um, yeah. and um, my website, elenadanan.org. Org. That's yeah. Easy, and uh, you have everything on it. 
okay. my books, all my books. You have page author and you have all the books with all the links. Well, thank you very much for uh, doing this. It's been uh, quite a breadth of questions and I think uh, hopefully it was a <laughs> good experience for you as well as it was for me. But uh, yeah, thank yes, you so much. I really and, enjoyed uh, it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>